Hello, my name is Aniola, and I am the creator of Anything I Want. Welcome to my podcast, Soul Family. Every week, I will interview someone on their journey with life, self-acceptance, spiritual awakening, and more. This is a series dedicated to opening dialogue between our collective soul family. It is meant to welcome people from all religions, walks of life, and perspectives to talk about how they find healing. Some people use the term soul family to refer to the individuals they feel a closeness to in their immediate lives. However, to me, we are all connected. We are all each other's family, no matter how many things point towards the opposite. Each episode is recorded on Instagram on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I go live with whoever it is that I'm talking with and so that you guys can come through and ask any questions as we have our conversation and so you can really get a chance to interact with the podcast recording process. So if you're interested in that, just keep an eye on my Instagram account to know what we will be talking about every Saturday and come in with any questions you have. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Soul Family. We are now on episode 7 and it is with Mimi, a part-time yoga practitioner and teacher. She and I get into the conversation of how to connect with your own unique yoga and what it means to practice yoga and how that can help you connect more with your spiritual self and really begin to connect with your overall flow of living, finding your own perfect equilibrium. We also find some moments where we talk about how yoga and meditation um, either differ or where they intersect. And at a really great point Mimi is kind enough to give me some yoga pointers because I've been working on my own practice and flexibility so this conversation is full of lots of gems lots of wisdom and I'm so excited to share it with you so please just sit back relax and you can just soak in the message and please if this touches you however it touches you please let me know I love hearing from you and hearing about you so please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram and uh, also check out my website anythingiwant.com to stay in the loop with everything that I do so yeah without further ado let's get into today's soul family episode so hello everyone and welcome to soul family episode i think it's episode eight um or seven i think seven because i remember seven lucky number seven okay beautiful (laughs) so episode seven uh i'm very excited to have mimi on this show with me and we're going to be talking about how to find your release in healing your, you know, and how to use yoga as a means of really connecting with yourself on a grander scale. So it's just going to be a free flowing conversation. And to get it started, I'd like to give Mimi the floor to just introduce herself and let us know a little bit about what she does, how she got there and all of that. Yes, thank you, Aniola. I'm Mimi, and I am a part time yoga teacher. I've been practicing yoga since my early 20s. Um, 
and I'll just let you know, I am turning 42 in August. So just gives you a which is <laughs> Which is unbelievable because she, she's like so young in spirit and externally. So, um, but yeah, so I also have a daughter who's uh, four years old, four and a half years old named Maxine. I have a nine to five um, office job, uh, which is I do information design work. Um, but yeah, I was raised Buddhist and uh, throughout my life, I kind of just, you know, we didn't grow in a, I didn't grow up in a very like strict Buddhist, you know, family, um, meaning like we weren't going to temple all the time. It was mainly more of um, bigger events, bigger celebrations, but in the home we had our, you know, our altar and we had our family ceremonies and things like that. Um, and it was just part of our daily lives. But growing up, I kind of just started to find my own spiritual practice. I started to identify more with my upbringing and the philosophy, the philosophy behind um, the way I was raised and things start to connect in my life. And, you know, I found yoga in college actually. And, you know, I had my um, moments with it on and off the mat and coming back into it. And I always found like there was something um, just, it just stayed with me. It always stayed with me. And so the last couple of years um, after I had my daughter, I decided to, get my yoga training just to deepen my practice. And I didn't think I would be a teacher, but I've been teaching, yeah, for the last two years. So what gravitated you towards teaching? Um, so when I did my training, it was really just to deepen my personal practice and to work through some, you know, some self-study things, some inner work. And um, I just, the opportunity came up and it was really, a challenge. It was like a big challenge, you know, an opportunity that I would be able to use my voice. I would be able to share um, uh, how yoga resonates with me and my body and the physical and the spiritual experience of it with others, um, which in a, in a very authentic way um, to me. And so, yeah, it was just more of just kind of stumbled upon it and <laughs> went with it. Yeah. I yeah. totally understand that. I feel like that's kind of what happens with spirit. You just kind of get called towards healing and there's just nothing else that feels right um, yeah. in the same way. It's I mean, a, a lot of knowing. us, a lot of us, um, usually I think we're going through something personal. You know, mm -hmm. it always starts there, right? And mm -hmm. you get to a point where you're like, okay, I need... Um, or not I need, but um, there's a sense of seeking, right, um, to heal, to find some type of resolve, and however that surfaces, and whatever you kind of, um, whatever, however it presents itself in front of you, right, sometimes it's like, okay, that's the right moment to do it, and you yeah. go in it with faith, and you go in with self-trust, and it starts to blossom too, yeah, who knows what, <laughs> brings yes. you to where you are, <laughs> for sure, so my question is, yoga. so when it comes to yoga, a lot of times people just think of yoga in terms of moving your body, but there's definitely more to it that goes beyond that. You know, um, there's like the yoga of the physical self where you really start to work on your flexibility, your balance, your strength, but then there's yoga of the mind, the inner state. So like, can you please talk a little bit about that and like what that means? So, yeah, I think, um, you know, everyone has their own entry point to yoga and everybody obviously has their own experience with it. Um, 
you know, I can speak to, I can share with some of my experiences with it. And um, also kind of when I want to stand back and I look at it as a teacher now and, um, you know, being around the community that, you know, yes, we, we enter yoga first physically and we need that entry point. We need that because it's, it's tactile, right? It's like, you know, it's, it's the physical body, it's the bones, the muscles, it's the mm -hmm. blood, um, all that stuff. And we need to enter it through the physical with the physical aspect first. And it's um, an entry through the physical aspect is actually it's, it's a form of, of self love, right? It's a form of like, I am allowing myself to identify with who I am physically, my present, you know, body structure on this earth, um, and being okay with that and being okay with where it's at. And we start to then feel and listen to what our body's telling us, how our body feels. Um, and that just sends messages to our brain, you know, and it becomes our mind and our thoughts and um, certain things stick, stick with us, certain things resonate with us in our practice. And then certain things kind of like bring up obstacles and challenges and those types of things, um, I think in our practice allow us to then take the moment to self-reflect, you know, and we're in our practice and we're really like connecting with our breath and we are, we are on our mat. We are nowhere else. You know, we make the choice to decide, okay, um, this moment is, you know, what is this moment telling me right now? Not only my physical body, um, in my mind body, in my heart body, my spirit body. So how do you believe that yoga has kind of propelled or influenced, like how has it influenced your spiritual journey with yourself um, in this plane of existence? That's a fun question. <laughs> um, how has it propelled or... I guess I would, I would say, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I would say that the practice has just kind of given me self affirmation or giving me um, a uh, maybe just kind of helped me realign or find assurance mm -hmm. in the decisions and the choices that I've made um, in my, my personal life, in my, you know, external family, friends, life, work life things like that. Um, and that's kind of part of when you bring the practice, you take the practice off the mat and you bring it into the world. And you kind of start to live and breathe your yoga practice in the world, which is, you know, your karma yoga. Yeah. Yeah. How does that look? Like, what is, can you give me an example of a scenario where you're like, life is happening to you. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm in the yogic zone as this is happening, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Where you're like, you're like, this is yoga. Even though you're not yeah. like, whoa, this is yoga right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it happens all the time. I will, I guess say that the most recent thing would be with my daughter. Um, you know, she is so, so in the moment, obviously as a child, she is, so much more close to source than we are and she's so like in it and there you know I've just I've had moments with her where I've noticed for example there were two times or not to get too much into it but she's four and right now it's like her kindle is her thing mm -hmm. and it's like when I take it away it's this big like ah you're taking it away you're taking you know my my candy or whatever yeah <laughs> um and I've had moments where I 
paused and I would take a breath and I would just watch her and listen to her and tell her, you know, um, what I'm feeling like. I feel like in my heart that your heart is not made of this anger, you know, that your heart has blah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that you have more to give in your heart than this yelling and the screaming, this anger. Mm-hmm. that worked one day and I just gave her a hug and it was done. And then another day I tried it, you know, and not the exact same way, but it was a big challenge. It was a big challenge. And I had to let go of the situation, like mm-hmm. just let her go be in her own space, put her yeah. in the hallway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We do that sometimes, you know, we don't have the space in our apartment, but it's like, let me just let go of this situation right now and start and not try to like make it more than what it is or cling to it, or, um, you know, put, put my feelings on it, even though it was heartfelt, like, just let it go, let it be. Mm. And that's kind of what happens. You know, that's a practice of yoga, too, is just uh, coming back into the awareness of what the experience is showing you, and um, not making any more, not making one less of it, and, you know, leaning into it safely. um, And, yeah, I don't know that was too much, but no, no that, that was perfect. Sense. It made sense. Yeah. Um, so then do you meditate also? Like, do you meditate and do yoga? Or do you see yoga as your meditation practice? I think um, that's an interesting question, because there are, you know, there are people who just love to meditate. And there mm-hmm. are people who love to do yoga. And we do both. Um, I myself do a little bit of both. Um, my meditation practice, it is, I would say right now is not as, I don't do it as much as my yoga practice, but even though, um, I might not be sitting and meditating all the time, you know, in my yoga practice, I do get into a place of, um, I would say more of just kind of inner being, (laughs) um, because meditation is a very specific practice, right? You're, you're, you're sitting in a specific pose in that that um, sends the energy, you know, up the spine and yeah. But yeah, right. I do get into a beautiful state of, of being in my yoga practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do yoga that much, but what I do is usually my routine is um, I work out and then at the end of my workout, I do a stretching session and during Mm -hmm. that stretching that stretching session I incorporate breath work into it and I listen to affirmations um just like positive thoughts and then besides that I also then go through my day and I like to meditate for at least 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. um and I don't set a timer I used to set a timer but now I'm at at the point where I just sit down with no music and I just sit still, close my eyes, and I just go into the zone. Um, And I just focus in on the part of my mind that is completely silent. Mm -hmm. And I just Mm -hmm. like practice expanding that silence. And so that like that encompasses, you know, like when thoughts seep into your mind, which they will continue to do. um, I believe that meditation and yoga can be a, a way of exercising, focusing on other parts of your existence that go beyond just the thoughts happening in your mind. And so like, I'm curious to know how for you, when you're in your yogic zone, how you channel that energy. Cause for me, it's like when I'm meditating, I am sitting there, thoughts are going through my mind, but 
I just continue to pull myself back into the observer seat of my thoughts so that it's like, I'm watching them happen, but I'm more aware of the watching than the actual happening, you know? And so it's like, I feel sometimes like I also am able to really focus in, like I said, on the silence of my mind. And like, I, it's as if like a part of, it's like, it's as if I enter a room in my mind that is completely just stillness. And like, I feel whenever I do that, I feel the energy really expand. And like, sometimes it like radiates through my body. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like an electric feeling almost, or like, just like a, a, a stillness, but like a shaking stillness, because it's just all of this light energy that's like going into me. And so like, for you, when you're doing yoga, do you experience those um, moments? And like, when you do, like, how does that look? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go back and just tap into a little bit to like, the experience of meditation. Uh, for me is, you know, similar is, um, you know, we sit and we observe our thoughts, and we don't engage with them. And we just kind of let them come and go, you know, as they do, and just notice, you know, any sensations that arise in the body, just be with them, but not, again, not, you know, hold on to them and not or not try to push them away. Um, There is that beautiful, like polarity happening, you know, in meditation, sometimes, and you, yeah, when you can sit back and just observe that experience, you do kind of like feel like you're floating away from it. Yeah. Um, in yoga, it's a bit different because, you know, yoga is a practice, you know, in the yogic tradition, um, practitioners or yogis were practicing yoga, sorry, before meditation. So it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a practice to get into the body, right, to to connect first from the outer layer. So you've got like five layers. You've got the, the outer layer. Um, then you've got like your breath layer. You've got um, your mind wisdom layer or your mind, your emotions, thoughts. And then you have your wisdom layer and then you have your bliss layer. So the practice is to first tap into the physical body and that's through the practice of yoga, which is Hatha yoga. And there's all these other types of yoga's branches. You know, there's bhakti, which is love and, and devotion. Um, hatha is the physical practice, the asana practice. So when you're, you know, if I'm, when I'm getting into a yogic state, right, that's the closest maybe to maybe what you're talking about in meditation and your experience of, of being, right, um, or being in a oneness type of state, the body starts to just do its thing, you know, and you start to um, bring the awareness of the breath into the movements. Um, things start to really align and, and sync up in the body. It's hard to explain. Everyone has their own experience of it. Um, but you start to, yeah, you start to get into this level of consciousness where you're just like, I'm aware that I am practicing, but I'm not really aware of my body in pain or my body breathing or my, you know, it's like, I'm aware, but I'm not aware at the same time. Um, Kind of that you're almost outside of your body while you're, or you can see and observe, right? You Mm. can be in a, see and be in the awareness of your practice. And so then that's when you kind of become the practice. Sometimes you hear teachers say, be the pose, right? Um, And that's just, I think it's more of being in the awareness of the practice. So so yeah (laughs) I know I know exactly what you mean like as you were saying that it kind of brought back memories of moments when I'm doing yoga where I just I'm not watching someone teach me how like what poses to do I just like 
go on my roof and like sometimes in the morning like I I like to I don't like to plan my days because I really like to align with whatever my spirit wants me to do for each day and so I just do what I'm called to do and sometimes I feel called to go up on my roof and do a yoga session and that's happened to me in the past Mm -hmm. where I just go up and I just start doing all these poses and they just feel right they just feel right for both my spirit and my body and you're just doing it no prompting and it's just Mm -hmm. like the flow of it and it it is very beautiful and talking about this is making me want to do yoga more regularly especially recently I've been feeling this desire to just keep stretching like I just want to keep like standing yeah (laughs) like I just I've I've been working on my splits for a long time now because like I I just like it's it was a part of my my flowing state where I started Mm to started to exercise regularly, started to mm-hmm. eat better. And then I, I just started to stretch and like, it just, my life just started to align. And like, this is the things that I need you mm-hmm. to do to take care of your mind, body and spirit. And so the last couple of days I haven't been as much because I have just been taking a break, but um, I, I feel that energy in my body. That's like, please stretch me out, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like elongate me and help me like release the tension that's built up in parts of me and yeah. like just begin <laughs> to flow flexibility really is so good um and underrated in some ways I know that a lot of people understand the value of it but some people just understand the abstract value of it but then like the implementation of actually doing it in their daily lives is like it feels so far away as a concept but I believe that stretching your body is really good because then it's like you're taking care of your physical temple, which helps your your spiritual self and your mental self feel more at peace because then there's not all this guilt that I feel like sometimes seeps in when we're not taking care of ourselves and makes it hard for us to decide to take that extra step to take care of yourself. It's like a vicious cycle. You know, it's like, I'm I'm not taking care of myself. Now I feel bad and I should just try to avoid the fact that I'm not taking care of myself. Um, but it's like when you do something as simple as just stretching, like you don't have to start running a mile every day, which I feel like some people think is like the only way to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yoga is a really great place to start because it's so simple and there's so many low impact ways to do it. And also the fact that it opens up that door towards spiritual connection if you really just allow yourself to begin to fall into the practice with more intuition. Yeah, it's really beautiful um, with, you know, I actually was never a flexible person, believe it or not. I was not. Yeah, <laughs> um, me neither. I, I actually, the way I'm built is my, I have, I actually, I have to work with my muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always had to work with my, um, my muscles to get, <laughs> to like, to lengthen, to work with lengthening my muscles. I'm sorry. Um, where there are people who are just naturally flexible, you know, in their body. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's like, um, you know, oftentimes it's, we go into even just a simple forward fold and it just feels so like uncomfortable at the hamstrings or the hips are tight. Um, but the beauty, the beauty of it in some of those really simple poses of just, you know, working with flexibility and stretching is that you get to use your breath yeah. in a way that's super sweet, in a way that you know, when you run and you do, you know, cause I also run, um, or you do other fitness exercises and I've, I've tried a lot, <laughs> I've tried a, a lot. Um, and even, you know, there's this like beautiful connection with your breath when you're inhaling 
to lengthen and exhaling to release. And there's just kind of this sweet spot that um, you get to know yourself a bit better and you become really intimate with yourself by using your breath. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's like, you know, you mentioned like flexibility and, you know, lengthening and, and I don't, I don't want people to think that like you have to be flexible when you do yoga because I was never flexible. Um, but really working with your breath to help lengthen, to help the muscles, you know, do the work to lengthen and get things moving in the body to release some of the fascia and all these um, yeah, areas of the body that we don't get to, you know, nudge that much mm. when we're in our regular lives. But mm. when we get to, use, when you use your breath, you can really nudge those spots and yes. make it again. It's like, a, it's a sweet, intimate connection. And that's the spirit part when you connect with your breath, you know? Yes. Your Mason, the photographer, says, I'm quite flexible with some parts of my body and hilariously inflexible with other parts. Yes. Isn't right. that the story of life? <laughs> um, I definitely, like, it definitely takes time to find that space of balance of, like, you know, like, it takes a while to master certain moves and certain techniques. But something that I've realized, which was kind of, like, you know, when I started to exercise regularly in my life because I've always been someone who was like you know I want to be healthy I want to be fit but before that I used to kind of approach it from a very unhealthy standpoint where it was like working out in order to look like this person or look this certain way or like mm -hmm. have this type mm -hmm. of a body but then when I started to really align with my spirit and then I felt called to exercise again I could feel that the calling to exercise was different it was like I'm calling you to exercise simply because I don't need you to look at, you know, how to gain abs in 10 days or how to get like a bubble butt in so-and-so days. Like, I don't need you to do any of that. I just need you to exercise for the sake of exercising. Right. And the moment that um, desire for an end goal disappeared, I was able to really enjoy each workout session because then I'd be like, wow, feeling out of breath feels really good. And like waking up the next, like I always like feeling sore. I'm not someone who shies away from feeling sore because to me, it's like, it shows that I um, channeled another part of my body that has otherwise been dormant. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like with yoga, it's like that same thing. I remember when I, I went to one yoga class and the next day I was feeling sore and I was just like, this is great. I love feeling sore. You know, <laughs> it's not that bad for your body to feel have those aches and pains and if anything it, it kind of it's a good life lesson too because I feel like some people don't like working out because then they're like oh but the next day I'm gonna be so sore but that's the thing you must confront that soreness because it's the same with life if you are willing to be sore in your exercise you're going to be willing to experience soreness when life comes at you you know it's like stop running away from unpleasant feelings because a lot of those times, those unpleasant feelings lead to very pleasant results, you know, and your life will be a lot more at peace as a result of that exist of that happening and of that experience coming about. And so same with exercising yourself, don't shy away from, you know, working towards that really hard pose, like I'm working towards um, building the crow. But right now I can only do the semi crow, which is where you like rest on, mm -hmm. on your elbows. Um, but in order for me to so, get yeah. there, huh? Yeah, yeah, like a baby version. <laughs> yes, exactly. But in order for me to get there, I needed to just continue <laughs> to push through the the trembling and the pain and like, oh, my God, my muscles are gonna like fall. But like, also with 
with time, you know, I'd be like, okay, let me just do this for five seconds today. Mm -hmm. Then I like for five seconds for a certain amount of time, they're like, okay, maybe say I'm going to push for 10 seconds. And then like, just allowing myself that space to fall if I have to and ache if I have to, but also listening to my body, but not shying away from that discomfort. Because that is where the overcoming comes in. And even when I'm like doing my ab workouts, I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, even when it hurts, just keep going and then stop at a certain time. Like I, I think I was listening to this. Was it the the guy who's like Schwarzenegger, the guy who's like really muscular or something like that? Or Schwarzenegger? Yeah, it's either him or Muhammad Ali, one of those two. Like, mm-hmm. they, I feel like they spent a lot of time together. It's probably an interview where I was talking, like, watching something about the both of them. I don't know. But basically, one of them was saying, was talking, and they were like, oh, like, well, someone was asking them, like, how do you know, like, when to stop working out? Like, where is your, your tipping point, basically? And he was like, like, how many push-ups do you do? Or how many, like, sit-ups do you do was a question. And he was like, I don't start counting until it hurts. When it starts hurting, yeah. then I start yeah. counting, yeah. and then I and then I count myself down. But it's like not in a painful way, not like in a self-destructive way, but in a, in like a way of saying that the results that I'm trying to get are not going to come easy, and I don't need to shy away from things being hard just because of hardness' sake. Which I think is something that some people might be afraid of when they do yoga. They're like, "But I'm not flexible enough." That's okay. You will become flexible over time. But don't just shy away from yoga just because you're not flexible. You can get there when your body is ready to be there and like do things just because they feel nice and they feel good. Um, but also do things when they don't feel perfectly good because that's how you get to that next level of flow, of stillness, of, you know, and it's like the same thing with life. I've, I've experienced the deepest awakenings in myself in the situations that make me feel extremely uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, so, you know, similar, like when you're on the mat in yoga, there's, there's always going to be levels of discomfort just because the body is different every day. And it doesn't matter how long you practice, you know, and this goes with anything. Um, the body is changing every day. The emotional state is different every day, you know, and, it's when it's yeah it's when actually this the discomfort kicks in is when your yoga practice kicks in um you know they say it's there's this balance that you that you're going for and um it's it's kind of like hitting this place where you're like okay i know how to get in this into this pose or like i, I feel comfortable in this pose and you start kind of like reaching this other next next level you know when it starts to become like uncomfortable or you start to notice discomfort or you start to notice why am I breathing faster you know (laughs) why am I why am I getting wobbly and then that's when I feel like you make the decision you know like the 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 push-ups or whatever Arnold Schwarzenegger or Muhammad Ali was doing that's when you make the decision like um what is my body telling me right now what do I trust in myself what do I know I can do safely that where I won't you know hurt myself um and kind of listen to listen to not only what the physical body is telling you but what your spirit is telling you in that moment and um make that decision you know do i stay in crow a little bit longer do i do another extra push-up um yeah it's not like you're not like trying to reach for some specific goal you know when you do yoga you're just being with each moment with and 
each practice um, as a as a new practice each time. You're always starting. You go in starting from zero again. <laughs> mm. That's the approach, at least. Uh, from yeah, the, yeah. Whenever. No, go just for to, it. To, to your photographer friends, flexibility and inflexibility, just to speak to that a little bit. Um, you know, you just notice what those areas that are uh, flexible and those areas that are not flexible. Um, you know, your body's basically telling you that you need to kind of give love like back to the other part. You need to let go, um, you know, uh, work on with the breath to release and then work on the uh the flexible parts to contract a little bit more so using using some more um using a little bit more muscle support um to work with the what's that the flexible parts right and the inflexible parts learning to release mm. let go and just there's this back and forth of that because otherwise we always stay with um <laughs> we're like well that's just inflexible and that's flexible and you yeah. just walk around like well my left side is inflexible my right side is flexible and you just kind of like accept that that's what it is you know <laughs> instead of, yeah. kind of like giving giving love to each like let let the left side or whatever i'm saying left side or right side um kind of uh work with each other you know release find some release on one side and then um kind of contract and bring it in and uh just yeah a little bit more support on the side that needs it. That's great advice. Yeah, I I have a similar thing with when I'm doing my splits. My I do the uh, I don't do the straight like the one where you like the, I haven't figured that out yet. Like you know what I mean the straight leg out splits. I do the side splits, mm -hmm. um, and my right side is a lot more flexible than my left side, but just because that's the case doesn't mean that I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus only on my right side and just perfect that. Like you yeah. said, I just decide to do more breathing when I'm doing the left side and mm -hmm. I just focus in on that. And I'm like, okay, like this is the harder side for me for some reason. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's all you can really do is give it time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just be, yeah. just to be, just to be, just to like my, you know, you know, alignment teacher stuff but like the side that's more flexible be very careful because um your body's just like oh I'm flexible I'm just gonna go with it right but actually if we have one side that's not flexible to balance it out you really need to contract a little bit more and use your muscles to engage the bones just on the side that is or the one that, that, that the, the side that's too flexible needs more engagement needs more muscular engagement using the muscles to contract to support and hold the bones and joints so that you don't overextend. So that's the okay. harm being, that's a harm in being flexible in yoga is that you can overextend and over time what happens, you have a messed up knee or messed up, you know, your joints get all messed up because yeah. you're not using the mus muscles to, to, to engage, in. yeah, to engage and integrate the bones into the joints. That's actually really so. helpful. Um, yeah, today I kind of, funny that you mentioned that because like today was the first time in a really long time because I have a knee that pops out of place every now and again. Um, and when I was doing my splits today, it popped out of place. And so I was like, Ooh, I got to be careful. And then I contracted and pushed it like I put it back. So what you're saying really resonates because it really speaks to like what I can do to maintain that, right. that structure and make sure that doesn't happen again. 
Um, so just, yeah, you need to bring that support back in. It's like, it's like in life, if you're too flexible in life, what's what happens? Everything <laughs> falls apart. Everything gets like, you're stretched thin, it's wobbly, and wobbly. And then someone who thought they could rely on you, they get, you know, kind of, they get frustrated. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and just, it's just like this ripple effect of like, well, you're just too flexible, you know, yeah. you got like, to bring it in. And in yoga, physically, is <laughs> to using your muscles to give yourself the support. Um, For sure. So it's kind of, yeah. That's awesome. That. <laughs> That's great advice to keep in mind. All right. Yeah. So is there anything else that you feel like you would like to relay in terms of how yoga can improve our lives? And also what you were saying before, like um, the thing about why you would never want 2020 to be over. Can you please talk a bit <laughs> about that? Because I agree. Um, so I'll just, so just quick, the, uh, the yoga, you know, yoga, and I think we had talked about it and I was talking about like your yoga and your voice, um, and how that translates, you know, off the mat, um, you know, basically like, again, you're working with all these layers of your being, right. You're like self, you know, it's a form of self mastery and you're becoming intimate with your body and your breath. Um, and then, you know, certain things, you know, in your mind and your thoughts start to reflect and you just have this like deeper level of inner awareness. Um, and I think with all these, you know, all of those layers connecting and being, and you just have more, you just have a greater ability to share who you really are. So, you know, and I say it in your, I say your voice um, because yeah, if it's literally your voice sharing and speaking up and being who you need to be and share that with the world, or it's, it translates as to just being more confident and having and feeling more empowered because you're, you're just more embodied um, from your practice to show up in, in your, your true form, to show mm -hmm. up in the world um, as you are, as who you really are, you know, as, yes. you, as you learn and deepen your practice and make yeah. those discoveries on the mat. We can take them off the mat into the world and that's the beauty of it. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, the true us, I say this a lot, everyone, like the real you is at peace, always at peace, because the real you is the observer self. It simply is. It's like how the trees are just growing and withering and growing at their own season, at their own pace. And they're just unbothered the entire time that yeah. is where and that stillness that lives in a, in a tree also exists in you and so sometimes we're like oh but like you know you're telling people to just be who they want to be but what what about people who want to be malicious I'm like okay the part of you that wants to be malicious is not coming from the stillness that I'm talking about the maliciousness comes from the ego the mind the physical world the desire for things that um you know that are gonna, in the end, not lead to your true fulfillment. But the stillness that exists, that is the real you that really can shine through. And practices like meditation and yoga allow you to get more attuned to that energy inside of you. And then, like you said, when you come out of that space, you come out with the, real, with the realization of like, wow, that's inside of me. And then you're like, wait, does that mean that I can channel that energy 
as I go through my waking life. And yes, you can. Your entire life can become a walking meditation. Your entire existence can become an entire yoga training. Those parts of you do not have to stay only in the 20 minutes that you dedicate to them or 30 minutes that you dedicate to them like heavily. They can seep in and like really touch everything else. I love how you said that. It is like life in itself is a breathing meditation, you know, like, um, that makes me think of, um, also like in your practice, you know, in your yoga practice and, and whatever it is too, I like to say, cause you know, whether you're inspiring, you're inspiring yogi or you're, you're practicing now, um, it's so important to listen to what's happening to you and allow yourself to, um, find release on your own, like meaning, you know, like you mentioned plants and, 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 and trees. And I have this plant behind me actually, that's like, I had no idea that it could sprout a flower. It's the snake. Wow. It's a snake plant. And oh, probably it's rare. It's a probably it's rare that it blossoms and there's this like flower growing or it's starting to blossom. And I just, you know, we all blossom in our own way. So it's like, you go through your practice you're working on your crow right now, you know, and it's like when the conditions are right and when your when your body is ready and um, your breath, you know, work and your meditation or whatever you're doing when it all syncs up and it's supposed to be and it's ready, it's going to blossom and bloom. And I think it's super important that we we um, practice our own yoga and not strive to achieve um, what may look like yoga that we see around us um, because your experience is unique on the mat. It's really super special and unique. And I feel like it's a special gift. Like we're, we're so lucky to have the experience, to have that unique experience as humans. For sure. And yeah. Finding that, that connection to ourself and the self of the self and, you know, oneness and all. <laughs> yes. And going into your comment on 2020, and going to my comment 2020. Um, so basically, like, you know, before, right, right when the pandemic started and um, with all the events that are happening, I know it's easy or it's not easy, but I know that, you know, people can hope and wish for the year to be over so soon. And especially when the pandemic hit, you know, it's like it was just February, March, you know. And at the time, one might be like, let's, you know, let's move on. I'm already over this year. But, you know, there's a lot, you know, I, mean, I, know, I know you know, <laughs> but yes. it's, it's to be present with what, with what is happening is so important, especially for the world, for planet Earth. You know, she's going through her transformation and let's not rush, let's not rush it. Let's not let's not hope for it to be over. Let's not think of the end of the year or next year. Let's just be present with what is happening to now. Like I've never, like when have we ever as a collective, you know, society as a world have had an opportunity to do in, internal work together. Like we're, we're all in this together and we're all kind of in this moment where we're like, wow, we are sharing our inner work at the same time as a collective. And that's a beautiful thing. And the world is, she's doing her work, you know, as well. And, you know, they say when someone is in, 
in a process of transformation, you don't take them out because <laughs> mm. that can just be really messy, you know? So let us be with what is happening now. Let us learn from it. Um, you know, you don't take a caterpillar out of its chrysalis. Like that would just be horrific. Let yeah. the transformation it, happen. Yeah, and it will just, never know how to fly. Let's just be present with what's happening and, um, and just be thankful that we're here to witness, you know? this crazy mystery of life around us yeah that's perfect yeah I feel the same way I do not regret what's happening in this world right now everything that's been happening yes a lot of pain had to exist in order for all this beauty to come forth but such is life life is always a yin and a yang and right. all of these things were always happening under the surface it's just the awareness is bringing them now to the forefront so People have been dying every day for as long as we know. People have been getting killed every day for as long as we know. But now we have the capacity to collectively come together and be like, you know what? Like, I really want to, um, you know, connect with other people. And I've been feeling such love for so many people. And I've been getting a lot of love. Like, I feel the love that is that exists in the world around us. It's very palpable almost now more than ever before. And it's just so beautiful. Um, so mm -hmm. Peli Roja asks, has a question for you, which actually was going to be my last question for you. It says, <laughs> what are the things that you advise a beginner who has never done yoga? I would say, just kind of going back on some of the things that we touched, um, is to not be afraid to try something new, not to be afraid of discomfort, um, to go in, um, go in thinking about what, what you're curious about. Go in thinking about what is my interest right now in doing yoga first. Yeah. Um, and see how mm -hmm. that sits with you and your body. Approach it from that authentic place, right? Um, and trust and know that you're capable, that the body is capable of, of doing more than you can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. In, like it's, it's, a, it's, there's a leap of faith, right? Mm -hmm. And, and also um, start with a foundation, start with an open level class, you know, um, also do a little research. I know sometimes that's annoying or see what's, you know, see what has landed in front of you and see what types of teachers resonate with you. That's really important too. Yeah. Just to find a teacher that, um, that you can, that you kind of like can vibe with, you know, you kind of. Are you doing any online classes during this? So, yeah. So I actually do two online classes, um, one on Saturday, Sunday morning at 11 and one at 8am on Wednesday and they're both free. So if you awesome. just check my, my um the link is yeah so it's in your bio, bio somewhere okay yeah, yeah yeah all right and also I wanted yeah. to mention to you Peli <laughs> Roja just so you know I would recommend that so I'm going to be posting this on my uh on Apple podcast and Spotify podcast so you can go back and listen to this entire episode as a podcast episode so that you can get into what we what you <clears> missed because <throat> I think you came in um, a little past halfway. So we, we spoke about a lot of other things that I 
believed could really help you start to really connect with yourself. So you can just keep an eye on my Instagram account and I will be posting all that information. I usually post everything by Tuesday afternoon at the latest. So you'll see it all there and you can hear more about everything that Mimi had to say Mm -hmm. and my experience with yoga and meditation. So just keep an eye out for that. And yeah, feel free to message both of us, either of us, if you have any other questions, anyone we have, we're more than happy to talk with you guys. That's what soul family is all about. Mm -hmm. It's really about opening that dialogue and like, don't be shy. I promise you, I do not bite, you know, and I promise you, I'm sure that Mimi does not either. We're (laughs) nothing brings me more joy than helping another soul connect to their soul, you know? So another person connected their soul essence and all of that. So, oh, I just wanted yeah. to also like let every, did you No, we should let everyone know how we met um, real quick. Yeah, actually, <laughs> just to, like we should have done this in the beginning, but we should have <laughs> how we met. I really love that story. So basically I've been, I was getting into a static dancing. If you guys are not static familiar with static dancing, yeah. you should look into it. Um, and I really hope that you experience it because it's amazing. It's releasing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, I was trying to go to an aesthetic dancing class and I went to one location of this yoga studio and they were like, Oh no, it's not this one. Maybe it's the other location in another part of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I was okay. And I, I hurried up on the train. I got on the train and I was like, all right, I'm here. Where are the dancers? Like where are the other aesthetic yeah. dancers? <laughs> and Mimi's there like, uh, no, I'm hosting a Reiki um, yoga class. And I'm, I'm just like, like wait, I don't think I, I don't know of any of yeah. that happening. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? Like, I just like rushed over here. And like, I'm so confused. Cause like my phone said that it was happening and it was right, like, right. turn off your phone, put it on, do not disturb. Like the, the dance is about to start. And mm-hmm. then like Mimi's like, no, it's not on our schedule, but all of that. So then I go back on the website that I found this link on and the, the invitation was there. And now the invitation just disappeared even though like it was still on my calendar, which proves that it actually quote existed. (laughs) But then then it just suddenly was just like non-existent anymore. And it wasn't on any of the yoga locations um, calendars. Mm -hmm. So then I was, I was at, I I was at a point in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to flow with everything life throws at me. You were super open. You were super, I remember you being really like, like, I was like, are you sure this is complete opposite of ecstatic dance? Yeah. Reiki is a, it's a, it's an energy healing. Like you're basically just lying there in different, well, it was restorative yoga and Reiki, but you're lying in different positions and I'm just, you know, gently like placing my hands in different areas of your body and just really working, calming the nervous system and just letting everything release and so opposite from ecstatic, right? Yeah. Um, but you were, and Yola was completely I was so like, open. You were game on. You were like, yeah. your energy was like 100%. Like I'm in, you're like, I got this. Like, yeah. Oh. I was just like, you know what? if spirit led me on this wild goose chase to land me at this location that I would have otherwise never been to on this specific night where this specific thing was happening, Mm -hmm. I was like, that means that spirit wants me to be here. So I'm just going to stay and do it. And I did. And it was an awesome experience. I had such a great time in Mimi's class. I really connected with her. I loved her energy. I loved her spirit. And so that's why we decided, like we spoke after the session because I was telling her about what I experienced doing the Reiki healing. Cause when I, I've done, I did um, energy healing before with a friend. And then I did, this was the second time that I've ever done anything Reiki related. And what happens to me is I experience phantom ghost hands. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, I can feel 
another energy seems to come in to continue the healing process once the person who's doing the healing on me moves on. So at one point during the healing session, I thought that Mimi's hands were still on me until I heard her voice across the room. And so that I was telling her about like all those experiences that I had and like mm -hmm. how my throat center was really activated. Um, and it was just honestly, like, I'm just so glad that I stuck around and I got to meet you through that. It was really awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Kelly Roa says, so glad that we met each other. I am too. I'm really glad that I met you because this conversation, you know, and I look forward to joining one of your yoga classes. Definitely. I would look, I look forward to that. Um, and Pelly Roja, just so you know, I also host meditations on Sundays if you want to um, exercise your meditation muscles. So yeah, so reach out mm -hmm. to either of us. We're happy to help you. But yeah, it was a blessing. You know, the universe does does things and life is really fun when you just let things be done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. So that being said, that is the <laughs> end of Soul Family episode seven. Thank you so much, Mimi, for being here today. This was absolutely healing, absolutely rewarding. I love this conversation. And thank you to everyone who has come in to listen to us talk. This has been great. Sending you guys all lots of love. Thank you, Aniola. This is yeah. lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Have a beautiful day. And I will let you know once the episode <clears throat> is live. Appreciate all you do. Thank you. You as well. Beautiful. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. What a pleasure it has been to be able to share this message with you today. I really look forward to our many more conversations down the line, and I encourage you to continue to walk in your own truth every single moment of the day. To find out more about me and what I do, you can go to my website, anythingiwant.com. That's E-N-I, thingiwant.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram where I post daily content, motivational, creative, whatever I feel called to do. And I just really share my, my journey with you guys as candidly as possible, just so we really understand that we don't have to walk through this life alone. We are meant to be here for each other and... This is what soul family and anything I want is all about. All right, sending you guys so much love and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode.